Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spleichel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spleichel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We're happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is secrets to sourcing products that sell. Today's guest is here to talk about how you can successfully source products that will sell and how you can use these products to begin to grow your online business. A big welcome to Yulia Benova. Hi, Yulia. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Very, very exciting. And I wish I had such presentation skills as yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, the subject of this podcast is going to be secrets to sourcing products to sell. And I guess I'm I'm curious to start with who are the people commonly looking to source products? Is it is it someone looking to start a new Amazon business where they're using these source products to create listings? It's someone looking to expand their current offerings. They already have a business, or they are they selling on their Shopify. I mean, where where is it? Well, to be open and honest, um, customers are everywhere. Um, we have people who are nurses who work and they would like to start a new business venture. And, um, you know, they start a, start a side hustle. It's Amazon sellers. It's uh, people who do drop shipping. It is people who sell through uh, Shopify and WooCommerce. Um, it is people who sh- sell in Walmart. And, um, you know, there are tons of other platforms other than just Amazon and eBay, for example. In Europe, we have other platforms as well where Amazon is not present. So the customer base is actually quite, quite large. And um, in the last few years, we have seen uh, an extreme increase in the amount of people who would like to start their own business initially as a side hustle, but with the aim of growing it towards something sustainable where they can provide literally a better life work balance and better life for themselves and their families. So I've seen that a lot. Yeah, I guess with, you know, taking it as a side hustle, the barrier to entry is very low, right? You find some products, you could set up an Amazon store with, with very, little money out of pocket um, to start is is that the attraction to to finding products to source absolutely um we have so many different gurus so many experienced sellers who also currently have their own companies consulting companies and they can help you also uh, teach you how to sell on amazon and there is tons of information that is available through podcasts through youtube videos so people see this and um you know they see that how easy it is to do, which it's not, right? It is absolutely not easy. There is a lot of hard work. There are missed holidays, vacations, and uh, family trips. But if you persevere and if you invest enough time, then yes, you will succeed with the right products as well. So the initial hype is because 
there can be success. You know, it's like the American dream uh, that we see in the movies. You come, you work hard, you become very rich and you live in a big mansion with a white fence and a swimming pool and stuff like this. So this is kind of the same thing. And it can be as such. There are such fairy tale stories and we see this all over the place. I know some people, they used to literally work in the warehouse and just move pallets from place to place. And now they're eight, nine figure sellers because they wanted a better life for themselves. I think you just you just hit the million dollar question. What's the right products? I mean, what what are people sourcing that are that are having success? Honestly, the range of the products that are out there on the market, which can bring you uh, seven, eight, nine figures per year, are it, the range is extremely wide. So some of the people do something that really relates to them. And I am one of those people because me and my husband, we also have two Amazon brands, actually, and we sell through Shopify and stuff like this. The first brand that we really launched was... Um, Kind of, you know, we did the market research. We weren't really related, like relating to it personally. But the second brand we did because out of heart, out of desire, out of our personal need to solve a problem. So a lot of people go with this initially. They see a problem that they or their family members or friends face on daily basis. They see that there are no solutions for it on the market or the solutions are not good enough and they see how can they improve those products. And to be open and honest, top, top sellers from what I have seen personally from our customers, a lot of them, they come from this. Um, another category um, is something that people will always need, whether crisis or no crisis. So certain things you need around the house, like, um, you know, the, the uh, stuff for the sink, like a siphon that you use under the sink. If this one breaks, you will have to buy a new one, because if you don't, you will not be able to use the sink in your kitchen or in your bathroom. So things that will always be recession proof, right? So those are pretty good. Um, in recent years, especially during Corona, uh, products that are related to pet niche, you know, all of our pets, cats and dogs and snakes and lizards. Um, this has grown quite tremendously and it's not even hitting the ceiling yet. It, it is set to grow even further in the years to come. So these are just some of the things, you know, that I can mention. So you had mentioned recession proof. How, I mean, that's great, you know, uh, considering our current economic environment, but how do you make it Amazon proof? I mean, how you're selling, you've sourced something, you found a problem, you've, you've sourced the product, you've listed it on Amazon, you're doing well with it. What's keeping somebody else from coming in and selling the same thing and just taking a smaller uh, profit margin and undercutting? I mean, how do you Amazon proof it? Well, it's impossible to Amazon proof it. The only thing you can do is always stay one step ahead of your competition. Of course, there will always be someone who will come into the market, maybe the manufacturer himself. If you, for example, produce in China, because a lot of them do this, they see the product starts to sell well, and then they come in themselves and they, of course, sell for a lower price because, you know, they didn't have anyone in between. Um, the point is to always stay ahead. You need to have um, my suggestion or one of the things that a lot of our customers are doing right now is to have a product 
which is very, very hard to sell. So let's say five years ago, most of the customers came to us and said, Yulia, we want the product that costs, I don't know, one to five dollars, uh, that needs no certification, that is easy to produce, this and that, da, 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 da. you know, so fast, fast, everything fast. And the competition flooded the market for such products, right? Uh, let's let's uh, talk about the famous garlic press that for, for about which we heard for ages in relation to Amazon. But now the situation has changed. People who would like to stay ahead and competitive on the market, they're coming and they're saying, we need the product that requires a lot of certification. There are not so many factories that produce it. So high barrier to entry. What's, right? what's some examples of those? Um, something that is related to chemicals, for example, uh, chemicals, something that you take in, right? So uh, maybe different types of um, vitamins or supplements and things like this. I mean, market in terms of supplements, market is completely saturated and you can easily do private label in US. There are tons of factories. But if you're going for something that is a little bit more dangerous, for example, some people have mold in their house, you know, the black stuff when you grow on, on your walls. So this product is a little bit harder to get kind of approved on Amazon because it requires more certification. So something like this, which is still in demand, right? Mm -hmm. Because mold is not going to go away. And, you know, the winter comes, cold times come. So people will still buy it. But it also has higher barrier to entry. Um, cosmetics, for example, uh, whether it is uh, cosmetics like creams or, you know, all the blushes and lipsticks and all of those things, because yet again, it requires more certification and you can have additional, um, you know, marketing USPs, um, more eco-friendly, um, less CO2 use because you, uh, um, you produced it in US rather than ship it from China or something like this. So honestly, the list is endless. Uh, pet food, right, also requires certain certification because we don't want our pets to, well, die. So when you have more liabilities uh, for being sued, those are potentially good products because you require That sounds scary. I got to say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds scary. And I'm where are you sourcing this? I mean, I... Your source, yeah, no, that whole thing sounds scary to me. Mm. But I guess that's the barrier of entry, huh? <laughs> exactly. And we have tons of clients who have products like this and even more. But when you work with the right factories, because again, you know, people are looking, a lot of people that I'm talking to, they're like, oh, China. I'm like, guys, China is wonderful. I, I used to live in China for nine years. I've been to the factories where they produce Converse, Chanel, Armani, Versace, Gucci, all of, uh, Apple, all of those brands, right? So China can do good products. It all depends on how much you pay for your product. And you know that's how your quality is going to come out. But we have so many different private label opportunities in US, in Europe, even in Mexico, you know, all over the world, and people are not using those opportunities. Um, if you take factories in US, it's a lot easier to work with them. Why? Because in order for them to be able to sell their product, they will have all of the certification ready. You will not have to worry about anything. In China, on occasion, you're asking, hey guys, is your OECOTEX for textiles still valid? Yeah, 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 here it is. 
You go into the database, you check it, and what happens? It expired two years ago mm-hmm. in US. They will not allow this to happen because they will get caught by the government and they will be slapped with fines, maybe closures, et cetera, et cetera. So when you work with companies in US, in Europe, they have a lot more, um, they're a lot more liable for their actions. You know, um, so yeah. they're safe. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Now, when we first started this conversation, you talked about the nurse who wants to um, have a side hustle and start yeah. selling stuff online. How the heck do they find out about what kind of certifications they need if they're looking to? I mean, where are they getting the education? Where, um, where does that come from? Well, first things first, of course, Google. You know, um, if Everything depends on how much money you have. There, first of all, there are compliance people who can help you out for sure. We do compliance as well. Uh, but if you would like to do those things yourselves, you can call certain government organizations. Um, let's say you would like to know um, if you're making the. Med- let's say it's a nurse, so she came up with some sort of medical product, right? If it's a medical product, it would be probably very good to call FDA and to see if they will suggest any other certification for it. So people should not be afraid of calling government organizations and consulting with them because a lot of startups, a lot of people who are just starting their side hustle, they should do this because they have limited funds. Unless you have the funds to support it, then you outsource it to a company who is you know, specializing in the certification, in what needs to be on the label. But again, if you produce your products, let's say in US, then the factories will tell you what certification you require, which is an awesome thing. And they will mm-hmm. also tell you what you do you need to have on your label. So yeah, this is very different from uh, working with the factories in Asia who do not give you all of the steps. You know, they don't guide you because again, they're not as liable as the US companies, for example. Now, another big problem since COVID has been supply chain issues. How do you avoid it taking three, four months, even longer to have products produced and delivered? Well, now it's not a problem anymore because honestly, um, the shipping uh, right now, everything going to US is, uh, you know, that's quite easy. Uh, for example, the price for uh, a 20 GP container, a 20 foot container, I received a new price just today, is $1,300. When a year ago, at this same time, it was about 15000 right? So um, the big companies, they overstocked. So all of the shipping currently that's going into the US, the routes are free-ish, and the prices are dirt cheap. So the price to ship from China to Germany right now is more expensive than to ship from China to US. Hmm. Um, before or during COVID, uh, one of the things what we did, and this is not only about COVID, to be honest, this is a sense um, that every person who is selling any products or manufacturing anything should have. Always have a backup. Your factory can be closed due to COVID. Um, your factory can be closed or tell you no because they received a bigger order from a bigger company, miscellaneous, typhoon happened, you don't know. So first thing that I always suggest is have a backup factory, preferably in a different country, 
preferably that is located closer to the location where you sell your products. Sometimes you will need to split your shipment. And this is what we did for a lot of our customers during COVID, because as you said yourself, delays back then, they were three or four months. We had to airship. There was no other option. But the best thing one can do is plan, plan in advance, make sure that, uh, you know, I know it's hard to plan because you might not necessarily know how much you will sell. But in my opinion, it's better to have more stock on your hands than none, right? And especially when it comes to such platforms as, as Amazon, being out of stock on your top seller product is is horrendous. It will, you know, destroy all of your ratings and you will pretty much have to build up from the beginning on. Now, as we go into the new year, into 2023, do you think that sourcing products, whether it's to sell on Amazon or, or your own Shopify store, is it still a viable option for being successful online? Or is is there just so, is it just so oversaturated? No, um, I think it's not too, of course, certain categories of products are oversaturated and we have tons of different stores on Amazon and even on Shopify. But to be open and honest, there is still space for many different categories of products. Um, me and my husband, myself, we're looking into launching new products as well, both on Amazon and on our Shopify stores. Why? Because there's still niches that are not covered. Um, one of the suggestions I can make, this is, it's not a right suggestion, it's not a wrong suggestion, this is how I personally feel, is um, I see a lot of people are creating brands, you know, so to uh, go against those huge corporations, those huge multinationals who are giants, right, and who are selling uh, their products for cheaper than their one click is on Amazon or on Google. So a lot of people are starting to go into those more niche, more uh, family sort of oriented brands, or they show like, we're a small business, we're doing all natural, eco-friendly, et cetera, et cetera. So there's tons of options. Um, so yes, go and build your business, look into eco-friendly products, um, something environmentally friendly. Why? Because we are going towards that way. Um, for example, a few days ago, I read that Leonardo DiCaprio, the famous Hollywood actor, has invested in one startup who is producing shoes out of recycled um, recycled materials in Italy. You know, um, this is pretty cool. And those people also move with the trend. So yes, if you have the opportunity, if you have the guts, if you have the perseverance, start a Shopify store, start an Amazon store. Yeah, I'd say yes. How did you and your husband originally get into sourcing products? And, and what are some of the top tips you could give to listeners thinking of doing it now? Um, I started sourcing, uh, or I, yeah, I got into this um, about 17 years ago, 17, 18. Uh, if you see my picture, uh, you know, I, I, I look a lot younger than I actually am. I think this is the side effect of living in Asia for such a long time. Um, back in the day when I used to live in China, um, all of the people, that's what they were doing. They were doing sourcing or teaching English. 
Um, I didn't want to teach English, even though I did for some time, but uh, I preferred to do something related to business. So I started working um, for an Italian company in uh, Shanghai, and I did everything from sales to uh, product management to sourcing, um, you know, and uh, this lasted for years. But then I moved corporate and uh, about two years ago, I quit my corporate job. So right when COVID hit and um, all of my old customers, they started getting back to me and saying, oh, my God, we have problems. We can't ship like what we just discussed. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, um, yeah, those customers wanted to, you know, see what are other potential supply opportunities. And uh, in under two years, we grew from uh, zero people to almost 50 because there is so much demand. And we kind of, you know, I needed help and uh, I got my husband on board. And uh, here we are uh, kind of two years later. <laughs> and all of our people are actually women. My husband is the only guy. Now, what are some tips that you would give to people looking to source products, whether it's through your company or not? Uh, first things first, um, try to have as many details ready about what you want. On a lot of occasion, uh, on a lot of occasions, I see that people have zero details. They're very vague and they're saying, oh, I want kind of this, kind of that. If you don't know something, you either need to figure those things out on your own or you need to consult with companies like ours. The more details you have, the easier it will be for you to source your product. So try to get those details. Um, Secondly, uh, do not contact one or two or three or five manufacturers. We, um, in our company, we divide the world in two, Uh, China and rest of the world. In China, we contact around about 30 manufacturers for one product, 30. And outside of China, we contact around about 60. The reason for this is what I call it, the conversion rate from the initial contact to the, you know, to what you actually want to receive. Um, in China, from 30 manufacturers, 29 will respond and for we will get what you require from 20 maybe. Um, outside of China, 60, you contact it, 30 will respond and you will get prices from 10. Um, yeah, this, I mean, depends on the product, but this is where the next advice comes in. Please do not send just one email. When the customers come to us and they say, uh, we've contacted, um, five manufacturers. I'm like, okay, cool. How did you contact them? I sent an email and, and nothing. I'm like, okay, guys, with the Chinese manufacturers, this is easy. You have Alibaba or you can send them an email or WeChat. They will respond directly. If you're working with the companies outside of China, on average to get one price is three emails and four phone calls. You got to call, 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 call. And every country has, you know, it's different route as well. If you're trying to contact American companies, the best way to do this is actually to fill in an inquiry form online. They respond best Hmm. when you fill one of those forms. Um, Be patient uh push 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 you need to become you need to learn to become pushy that's for sure um and you need to be extremely detail oriented and organized as well 
I, I know this doesn't come easy, but there are tons of tools that can help uh, a person to do it um, in this day and age. Um, oh, one of the most important things uh, that I like to do is, um, and this is like, we really, really use this for our customers, is um, never say that you're the boss. So if you're communicating with the manufacturer, of course, tell them what are the plans of the company. Say you're a sourcing manager or something like this, even if you're just one person and you are the owner of the company. But say you're a sourcing person, uh, these are our plans for the company, maybe some forecasts and things like this. And when difficulties arise in terms of negotiations, you can always lean on one phrase, which is, I need to talk to my boss, you know, because unless you're talking to the factory owner, the person with whom you're communicating also has a boss. And you can always say, uh, you know, my boss, he's so stingy. He, he doesn't want to move. He, he's not going to pay this. Please, please help me out. So <laughs> seriously, it works. It, it really does work. And it's important. So, um, it's important to know who you're talking to. So for example, when we're communicating with certain factories, we research the person with whom we are communicating. There is Facebook, there is Instagram, there is LinkedIn. So from this, you can know who the person is, what are their interests? Because if you will find something in common, you will become closer. And when you're kind of, you know, in a more friendlier kind of more acquaintance slash friendship relationship what do you do for your friends you try to do the best by them right and this works when you try to make a real relationship real connection with the factories they respond in kind not all of them but in our experience this definitely works well Hey, what's up there? This is Andy. I wanted to take a quick break from the show and talk to you for just one minute. You probably know that I've been called the world's foremost expert in e-commerce growth strategies. But have you ever wondered how I gained all this knowledge? First, you probably guessed it. It's through all the years of interviews I've done with experts and uber successful throughout the e-commerce space right here on the Make Each Click Count podcast. And second, it's through all the courses that are available at Make Each Click Count University. From Facebook to Google Ads to Pinterest to SEO, if you are looking to grow your business by either adding a new marketing channel or by optimizing an existing marketing channel like an expert, go to www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. There you will find a course that will help you become an expert in whatever marketing channel you currently need help. Better yet, Choose more than one. Join Make Each Click Count University and join me and other marketing professionals live once a month at our monthly marketing members-only meeting. Again, you can view all courses at www.makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash classes. Now, let's get back to the show. I like that. I like that. Blame it on the stingy boss and try to build build a relationship that's that's some great advice now tell me on and we'll get to your company in in just a minute here but um as you built it have there been any business books out there that you can attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur um honestly nothing related to sourcing unfortunately maybe one day i will write the book if i'm not lazy uh, but there are tons of books out there that help you um, as an entrepreneur in general, like the Blue Ocean Strategy, for example, uh, the growth hacking and, you know, things like this. 
So I'm more focused on the books uh, and the knowledge about the business in general, because the sourcing that we're doing, it doesn't exist in the world yet. There are no other companies out there who are doing what we do, because uh, most of the people, they focus only on China or only on one category of products. So um, for me, all of those blue ocean strategies, uh, they were important because from that, I saw what is missing on the market where, you know, our niche is the world and our product niche is any product in the world, right? When the word niche should be something, no, it should be something smaller, something targeted, but our niche is the opposite. So this is kind of, you know, kind of came from that. Even yeah, I mean, that's that's a great, let's let's segue right there and jump in. Signify.net, you said it's about two years old and yep. you source all over the world and nobody that's else right. is doing it. What are the advantages for a potential client if they're looking to source, you know, whatever they're looking to source, coming to you guys opposed to going to a competitor? That's very, very easy, honestly, because uh, so far no one works on the same uh, on the same in the same way as we do. First things first, we uh, what I say, we provide German quality. Why German? Because my husband is German, and you know, still in the world we have this oh German quality, the good auto, and uh, you know, the good car and things like this. Um, so we provide what I say German quality, but Asian efficiency and flexibility. So we're trying to combine the best of all of the worlds. Um, we don't work on commission. Most of the sourcing agencies, they work whether on commission or they uh, work base plus commission. And also they don't tell you who the factories are. So if you're placing an order for, for a product, you will have to place the order with your sourcing agency and you might not even know who your factory is. So there is zero transparency. We don't do this. We are always, always absolutely transparent. So if we contacted 60 manufacturers on your behalf, you will have the list of all of those 60 manufacturers. And if you want to be introduced to every single one of them, we will do it. So our customers can take over at any point in time. Um, we are very, very flexible. Um, you know, and again, we work on an hourly base, no commission. So at the end of the day, our customers spend a lot less. So rather than catering, of course, we have big clients. We have a client, for example, who makes 650 million euros per year. That's not bad. But we also have customers who are just starting their journey. And because she works as a nurse, or even though she works as a nurse, um, she can still afford our services. So we're affordable, but with very, very good quality. Plus, we don't jump to the conclusion, let's go to China and produce your product. We go about it in a very different way. The most important thing for me is, what is your product? What are your marketing USPs? And in which countries you're going to sell your product? Based on this, we will give you a recommendation in which country you can potentially produce. Because for example, if you have um, a product that is made out of glass or swimsuits, right? And you're selling them in US, in Florida, where can you produce them? Mexico, you can also produce them in Brazil. You don't necessarily need to go to China. And this way, 
you will save on your shipping costs mm -hmm. and shipping time. So those are kind of our major things. And uh, I think we're very, very nice people. And um, my and this is what we're trying to provide for all of our customers is customer value overload. Because, uh, you know, and we work on honesty and um, we work on our relationship. So it's a long-term relationship. We have some customers with whom we've been working from the beginning and they're still with us and we're very happy. So if somebody out there who's listening, who wants to get into sourcing products or has been sourcing products and has ideas for some more, how can they find out more about working with you and Zignify? Oh, that's very easy. Um, they can go on our page, Zignify.net, and schedule a free consultation call with us. So, you know, sometimes um, I actually tell people uh, what they need to do because I see maybe they're not ready to invest the money um, and they're still kind of on the fence about our or any other service. So they schedule a call with us uh, on our website and we have a conversation. And, you know, sometimes we, on a lot of occasions we give free advice and some of the customers, we say, guys, you don't need us right now. Currently, invest your time on your own, make a little bit of money and maybe later come back to us. Don't waste it now. So yeah, Zignify.net, schedule a free call or find me on LinkedIn. I'm there as well. <laughs> That's a good platform. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today? No, I think thank you for the opportunity. Um, and to those of the people um, who will be listening or who are listening, um, I want to say don't give up. Um, I've seen some people who were in a really, really bad place because of the sourcing, um, because it has it, it, its highs, especially when you do it in China, because in the beginning, everything seems so easy and so available, but then it starts wrong price, wrong sample, et cetera, et cetera. Don't give up. Positive thinking. You will get through this. You will succeed. Everything is going to be a-okay. So you are not alone out there. Uh, try to find some masterminds, support groups, and you're going to be okay. Great closing words. Well, thank you once again for joining us today, Yulia. For listeners, for listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information on Zignify or connecting with Yulia, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our podcast resource center available at podcast.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all of our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any services I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.